In the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, we read, There's one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Now, sometimes it can take a while to recover from hurtful things your spouse has said to you, but healing is what you ought to be seeking. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Spalley. And Aaron, you counsel people. I mean, that's that's something you do all the time. How much more does it hurt if our spouse says something hurtful or negative compared to, oh, a friend or somebody I really don't know very well? Mm. I mean, is there a, a kind of a comparison you can draw there? <laughs> well, sitting here with Greg next to me, um, of course, it hurts so much more when it's our spouse saying something negative. Because Which I would never do, by the way. So Because there's more at stake. This relationship called marriage is there's depth to it and there's intensity to it. It's vulnerable and risky because if Greg says something negative, it cuts to my core because I care so much versus, you know, out in the world, friends, um, coworkers, they can say things and it hurts, but there's not as much at stake there. Here, there's a lot at stake. Mm, yeah, I, I think it's easy for us to be uh, hurt by the slightest thing our spouse might say. And let's explore that a little bit more in a conversation that Focus President Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Randy Schrader, who has spent years as a marriage counselor. Can I ask you this? Because, um, you know, it's a great example of what not to do. Mm-hmm. As a counselor, where did she learn that? Because it's counterintuitive. It's not a healthy way to do human relationships, certainly not a healthy way to do marriage. But do you ever find a commonality there as a child, what she was seeing? Because I think we we grow up learning these habits from our own family of origin so often. Oh, so sure. what do you think what do you think her childhood was like? Well, yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. You know, our parents did the best job they could. Uh, they had virtues, they had flaws. It's good to recognize their positive attributes and bring those attributes into our adult lives and into our adult relationships, including our marriages. But whatever flaws they had, we want to try to overcome those flaws and not bring them into our personal life or our relationships. And I'm sure... And we need to create new flaws. (laughs) (laughs) I like your sense of humor, Jim. Uh, But But it's true. It's good. Bring the good stuff, leave the bad stuff. She actually learned it from uh, from her mom. I would think so. Yeah. Let's move uh, on the husband's side uh, to another extreme. Husbands in that situation, or whenever there's that critical spirit, those things that you were mentioning, husbands tend, we tend to just withdraw. We did it as little boys, and we do it as adult boys. You know, when we're being criticized, we just go into a cocoon and hear wah, 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 and we stare at the TV watching our football game or whatever. Speak to that isolation emotionally and how dangerous that is. Yeah, it, it is very dangerous. In fact, research studies have found there's four patterns that lead to divorce, and withdrawal is one of those patterns. And, I would and, think that's a typical husband. I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would just think that m- more husbands withdraw than than wives. Wives tend yes. to go on the attack. No, you're right, and, and uh, husbands have a tough time discussing things. Right. You know, wives like to discuss things, even hurts and disappointments. And so, yeah, you're correct. Husbands have a tendency there. What's really important, I think, is to go to Ephesians four: speak the truth. God tells us in love. And so we need to use what I have, a speak the truth love formula in Simple Habits for Marital Happiness, a four-step formula. The first step is to identify words and behaviors. When I 
heard you say this or when I saw you do that, I felt, and it's always good to use hurt and disappointed. Never underestimate. A couple can should never underestimate the power of words. Do not use words like angry or mad or frustrated or resentful. Always, I suggest to couples use hurt or disappointed. If it's really painful, hurt and disappointed, if it's even more painful than that, really hurt and disappointed. So it's when I heard you say this or when I heard you correct me all the time, I feel hurt and disappointed because I feel beaten down. Will you please not criticize me and correct me all the time? And so the fourth step is offer a solution. Like they say in the business world, don't bring me a problem unless you have a solution. Well, then offer a solution. Now, the wife doesn't have to agree or the husband doesn't have to agree with this solution, but that speak the truth in love formula overcomes what you just mentioned, Jim, withdrawal, so that they do talk about their hurts and disappointments and yet offer a solution. Well, some great ideas, that formula that Randy Schrader had. Uh, Greg, what if my spouse has said things that are hurtful to me and I bring it up, but, oh, you know what? It's no big deal. Get over it. I didn't mean anything and move on. I mean, talk to the person that can't seem to get heard because their spouse is doesn't seem to be listening. Yeah, that, that's hard. You know, the, the best thing that we can do is in those moments settle into what can I actually control here? As much as I would want Aaron to respond positively or I'd love to see behavior change, whatever, it, I can't force that and I can't control her. I don't want to do that. It's not my job. That's God's job. And and so for me, settling into what what is it that I can control, all I can do is I can share how I'm really feeling to Aaron. I can share how her criticism hurts me or the feedback that she's giving me, how that's hard and here's why. So I can do all that and I can take responsibility for my feelings and offer them. But then I just have to let that now be between Aaron and the Lord. And I'm not saying that, oh, and so thus I feel so wonderful and everything's peachy keen. That's hard. It's hard when I'm hoping for something different but realize that I really don't have control to have things turn out the way that I want, and and thus I have to release all that to the Lord. I think at the same time, I have to really then be committed to taking good care of myself in the midst of that. Because even even if Erin doesn't care for whatever reason, I mean, she normally Which never would. happens. No, no, she really yeah, would care. We have care. friends, though. <laughs> never talking. happens. But, it, but if Erin didn't care, the fantastic news is I can always care about how I feel. So there's one person caring. God says he's always with me. He cares. So there's two people always available at any moment to care about how I feel. That's powerful. Yeah. So I can be well cared for in the midst of frustrations about maybe how Aaron is showing up or how the state of our marriage is in that moment, but I can always be well cared for. Okay, and, the, and, and maybe both of you have insights on this. There are individuals who are saying, I'm right there with you, but I feel so alone. Yeah. I feel so distant and disconnected mm-hmm. uh, over this small part or maybe a lot of things that my spouse just isn't listening. So besides God, what can I do? You know, it's important to surround yourself with godly same-sex friends who can pray with you, pray for your spouse. Say friends who are pro your marriage that they're going to listen, they're going to pray for you and encourage you to go right back and try again. 
and, you know, to stand firm with Mm. you. And because we can't do this marriage thing alone. As we often say, we believe it takes a village to raise a marriage. And so it's making sure you have that support and that encouragement. And then, of course, rely on God that, you know, God, fill me. You give me everything I need to do this well. Yeah, not not to go too far, but one step further. Uh, you said something really important. You said, try again. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been in places where I'm shut down for whatever reason, and I, I don't care. I don't want to go back there because it hurts. Yes, and that's just an indication. Just like you said, I'm shut down, mm-hmm. and my heart is shut down. My heart has been impacted, and that is my job. That is my job to go to God and go, okay, my heart has been hurt. Breathe life back into me mm-hmm. because he can and he will. Got it. And then I can go back soft, open to say, that hurt me. Can we try to talk about this again? And part of that community can be a counselor, mm-hmm. good Christian mm-hmm. counselor, mm-hmm. which Absolutely. call focus on the family. Call us, 800-A-FAMILY. We can get you a free consult with one of our amazing Christian counselors who's then a part of that support that you so desperately need as you walk through this tough season. Yeah, if you're really struggling, please know Focus is here. Our donor community makes it possible for us to offer that free phone consultation. It's 20 or 25 minutes long, but it will make a big difference in how you move forward. Uh, And as Greg said, the the number is 800-A-FAMILY, and we'll have details in the show notes as well. And then uh, regardless of where you're at in your marriage, uh, the book by Dr. Randy Schrader is really wonderful. Uh, Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. It's got that formula he mentioned, that four-step formula, and it's got so much more. Regardless of where you're at in your marriage relationship, this is a terrific resource. Uh, We have it here at the ministry, and we'd ask you to make a donation of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. And uh, as our way of saying thank you for being a part of the support team, we'll send that book out to you. Again, all the details about how to donate and get the book and other resources uh, are right there in the show notes. Next time, Dr. Julie Slattery discusses why godly character is the most important thing about your sex life. For now, on behalf of Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin, and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.